Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. AHOP TV empowers believers with spirit-inspired messages and strategic equipping that accelerates your spiritual growth. You can subscribe to stream weekly content from Awakening House of Prayer, conferences, and other exclusive content to stir your hunger and encourage your heart. Visit us online at ahop.tv. And I want you to put your hands together for Dr. Cindy Trim as she comes to bring the word of the Lord. Praise the Lord. How many of you are excited to be here tonight? In the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy and pleasures at his right hand forevermore. Today of all days is a day that God has made. We choose to rejoice and be glad in it. Tonight and today, uh, whatever you are viewing this particular uh, broadcast, wherever you are in the world, heaven is about to kiss earth. And you are going to be between the two kisses. Something is about to happen. I sense it. I feel it. And I know it's true. God is going to take your life to the next level. There has been a seasonal shift and God is giving you new strategies and I decree and declare your ear will be open and pressed to the lips of God as he begins to reveal the secret things unto you, the things that he has prepared for you before the foundation of the world. Get ready for divine encounter. Get ready because God has scheduled a head-on collision with you and favor, with you and healing, with you and deliverance. Today is a day of great news. God is up to something great, and he has you in his mind. If you believe it, put your hands together, and let's give God a praise in anticipation of what he's going to be doing with you. Tonight is a night of divine encounters. God is going to visit you your space. God is going to visit your place. He's going to visit your seat. He's going to visit your living room. He's going to visit your house. He's going to visit your neighborhood. He's going to visit your zip code. He's going to visit your state. He's going to visit your country. He's going to visit your nation. God is going to visit your workplace. He's going to visit the hospital. Your loved ones are going to experience a miracle. The doctors may have given a bad report, but we believe the report of the Lord today. Tonight, today, this afternoon, wherever you are right now, let's get ready for a head-on collision with the glory of God. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we give you praise and honor and glory for tonight, for this is the day that you have made. We are rejoicing. We are glad in it. We thank you for the open heaven. We are not coming by our might nor our power but we are coming by the spirit of the Lord. We thank you tonight you are giving us a divine hookup hallelujah that we will be connected to a power source that defies hallelujah every law that has been set to derail us, to discourage us, to undermine your original plan and purpose. We decree and declare that the law of life in Christ Jesus is setting us free from the law of sin and death. We superimpose life upon death. We decree and declare that death would no longer find expression in our lives. We superimpose prosperity upon poverty. We superimpose blessings upon cursing. We decree and declare a divine turnaround in our finances, in our health. We decree miracles, signs, and wonders while following the preaching of the gospel that right here, right now in this place, there will be a demand that is made of the anointing for we know that it's the anointing that breaks yoke. 
I decree and declare every yoke is broken. Psychological yokes, emotional yokes, physical yokes. I decree and declare our health is springing back. We decree financial yokes are broken. Social yokes are broken. We decree and declare biological yokes are broken. We decree and declare domestic yokes are broken. Relational yokes are broken. Professional yokes are broken. We decree and declare every diabolical yoke is broken now. We decree now, Father, that miracles are going to be commonplace in our lives. Father, you said, if my people which are called by your name will humble themselves and pray and seek your face and turn from their wicked ways, I decree and declare a turning right now in the name of Jesus where we have compromised. I decree and declare we will be convicted where we, Father, has have have, have have given up. I decree and declare that we are overcoming by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. I decree and declare everyone that hears this message will be revolutionized and will be changed. Hallelujah. According to your original plan and purpose that we will, Father, ascend into new places and into new realms of dominion. We decree that we are occupying our space as the head and not the first and not last, above only and not beneath. Father, I decree and declare that your original plan and purpose will come to pass. Father, we decree right now that we are presenting our bodies a living sacrifice, only acceptable unto you, which is a reasonable service, and we are not conformed to this world, but we are being transformed by the renewing of our mind. I decree and declare that we have the mind of Christ, even as you said, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ. Jesus. Father, we are taking on a new mantle. We are taking on a new attitude. We are taking on new faith. We are believing the Lord to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living for some trust in chariots others in horses but we will remember the name of the Lord our God your name is a strong tower the righteous runneth into it and are safe we are safe we are hidden under the secret we are hidden under the shadow of the most high God we are not afraid of the error by day or the terror by night father you give angels charge over us to keep us in all of our ways we pray for our sons we pray for our daughters we decree and declare that the angel of the Lord is being released to find them. Father, I decree you will turn them home and they will return home from the streets. Father, they will come out of the, the, the bondage of drugs and alcohol and rebellion. I decree, Father, you said our children shall be taught of the Lord and great shall be their peace. We decree and declare peace in the hearts of our sons, peace in the hearts of our daughters. I decree your original plan and purpose is coming to pass in our sons, in our daughter's life. I speak to our minds that we are strengthened by all might. Father, that we know that it is, it is you that give us the power over all the power of the enemy. Father, you give us power over our emotions. You give us power to get wealth. And Father, I thank you a restoration of supernatural power of God to overcome. For we are overcoming by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. I decree and declare our testimony is adjusting as we come, as we decree that we come in the volume of the book. It is written of us. We refuse to compromise it, but we decree and declare, let your will done. Let your kingdom come as it is in heaven. So let it be in this earth. Now, Father, I pray for a special anointing that you will give me articulation of speech that you would think through my mind, speak through my lips. Let there be none of me. Let the anointing on me be fresh. Let the anointing break yokes. I decree and declare an anointing for breakthrough. We will break through on the left and right. I decree and declare areas of stagnation, Father, are being eradicated. And I decree we are moving on. We are moving up. We were moving forward. I decree and declare that when we leave this place and we return home, that we will find our home in a different state, that the very atmosphere that we walked out of will be charged with your anointing. Let your anointing be electrifying. We drive out the spirit of insomnia. We decree and declare the spirit of depression is lifting now. <clears throat> 
the spirit of suicide is lifting now in the name of Jesus. I decree a lightness in our spirit. We are taking your yoke upon us and we are learning of you for your yoke is easy. Your burden is a light. I decree and declare, hallelujah, Deuteronomy 28, 1 to 14 over our lives. We are blessed wherever we are. You are setting us on high above every nation that we will be lenders and never borrowers. Father, I decree and declare that there is a shifting right now. We are daring to believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I thank you for the anointing that transforms. I thank you for the anointing that realigns. I decree that every area in our lives that is misaligned is being realigned right now in the name of Jesus. I call forth alignment right now. I decree and declare the joy of the Lord is your strength and you are being strengthened right now in the inner man and you are receiving it in the name of Jesus we establish we legislate hallelujah we quicken we call it to light by the word by the blood by the spirit now father let the atmosphere be so charged that it will be able to <clears throat> carry hallelujah and accommodate hallelujah your anointing father now unto him who is able to do the exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think it's according to the power that works in us right now it's according to the power that works in us right now is according to the power that works in us right now in Jesus name amen hallelujah let's just praise the Lord glory to God Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. How many of you are expecting something today? Yes. Glory to God. Well, I want to draw your attention to the book of Galatians chapter 4 verse 1. As we prepare for tonight's message, we have been speaking for the last few teachings on spiritual maturation. And we have gone from uh, uh, stage number one, and now we are on stage number eight, the final in our series. And we're very excited about this particular series and this particular stage and this particular part or installment of our message is going to be exciting because tonight God is going to be releasing mentals. Amen. <clears throat> Glory to God. Let's look at Galatians chapter 4, verse 1 to 2. And um, it's such an incredible text. The Bible said the secret things belong unto God, but those things which are revealed belong unto men. And so this is a season, not just for information. It's a season of revelation. God wants to reveal the hidden things, the hidden principles hidden in the word of God as we excavate the nuggets and the uh, pearls of wisdom. And not only that, he wants to reveal his plan to you and then reveal you to you as well. We have yet so much potential that is sitting on the inside of us hidden in the obscurity of ignorance and I say let there be light ignorance is the uh, is the presence of darkness the absence of light and whenever you have light you have insight you have wisdom God is able to reveal things that are there but you cannot see it or perceive it but I decree and declare that the eyes of your understanding are being enlightened right now that God is going to during this particular uh, installment in our series, enlarge your territory and give you capacity to receive the revelation that we're about to share. In the book of Galatians chapter four, verses one to two, we're going to find our text there as we introduce you to our uh, final installment, uh, stage number eight of spiritual maturation. The Bible said, now I say that Ear, as long as he's a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all, but he, he is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father. And so the eighth stage of spiritual maturation is what I call the stage of Mater and Pater, or the stage of Pater and Mater. And that's P-A-T-E-R and of course M-A-T-E-R, um, out of which we get paternal and maternal, and then we can put it together, father and mother. And we've done both of them because it's necessary for us to understand that if God has a patriarch, there's always a matriarch. Um, you cannot have a patriarch without a matriarch. If not, you, um, you abort the succession or legacy that God wants to leave. And so you need both 
both in operation, both the pater and mater. You cannot have Abraham without having his wife, Sarah. You cannot have Jacob without Rachel and, and Leah. And so there's always the equal opposite. It's like the sun and the moon. They don't compete with one another. They complete with one another. It's not good for man to be alone. And so he created a help meet, not a help mate a help meet. That means that she was meeting him or rendezvousing with him in a certain realm, in a certain place in, in God based on purpose. And so God has a male agenda, but he also has a female agenda and we don't have to compete with one another. We can, we can fulfill our, the agenda that God has for both agendas. Amen. And so this, this is a, a realm where, where, where you see Jesus operating in and he did not come into the realm of Mater Pater or the realm of, of Pater or the patriarchal role where God gave him the responsibility now to raise up mentors or disciples, as we would call them, where they, they now submitted to him, submitted to his covering, his lordship, his headship. Um, and he did not come into that position until he was 30. And so we know that, that there are stages, eight stages, each one of these stages has a specific age and that age could be a spiritual age. It could be also a physical age. And you know, it would have been wonderful um, for parents as they are raising their children, if they had this blueprint to raise their children uh, with, but those of you that are grandparents and your new grandparents, you can look at this, this, this um, a blueprint or this model to raise your grandchildren or even share this particular message with your friends. And this message translate because it's not only a message for uh, Christians, is a message for all humanity, even for parents as they begin to raise their children. Now, the the realm, the pater realm, um, is a realm in which procreation is more important than sensation. You see, when you're young and, and you're in your teens and you have an awareness of, that, that you're able to reproduce, there's always the sensation that goes with it. And uh, this is when you're young in the ministry. You want to feel good. You want to feel God's presence. Everything is about feeling. I feel the Lord is saying this. I feel the Lord is saying that. And we, we went to church and we were slain. We are more sensation driven. But as you mature in the things of the Lord and you, you begin to walk in realms of dominion and realms of faith, uh, you, you, you know, sensation is in the back burner. It has nothing to do with whether you feel like doing something. You do it because there's levels of maturity and you know that obedience is better than sacrifice. And what you don't want, you don't want to do, you don't want to sacrifice your future success for immediate gratification. And so, so this is why when, when God said, I give you power over, over all the power of the enemy, one of the other things that he says that he gives you power, he said, I have not given you the spirit of fear, but of power of love and soundness of mind. In other words, I'm going to give you power over your emotions. And it's very important because a lot of people make permanent decisions over temporary emotions and feelings. And just because you don't feel like it and your feelings are hurt and someone rejects you, you can't just take up your spiritual marbles and say, I'm not playing anymore. You got to stay in the game called life. You got to be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know, not feel, but you're convicted of it, that your labor is not in vain. There's a lot of people that are weary and well-doing, especially if God assigns you to build a work or assigns you to a position where you don't see as much growth. When I, when a couple of years ago, God uh, asked me, he said, Cindy, does it matter whether I put you um, in, in, in the, there's a spectrum of, there's a spectrum of success and the spectrum of success looks like this. You can be at the part of success where you're planting and you don't see any harvest.
Then you could be at the part where you're planting and watering and you see a little harvest. Or you can be on the other end of the spectrum or, or the continuum where you have the full harvest. You've got to be able to settle in your mind. It doesn't matter which part of the continuum you are in, just as long as God is using you. So I settled with God once and for all. I said, God, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you place me on the continuum where I'm planting seeds, but I see no harvest. Or where I'm watering and I see a little harvest. Or if I'm on the end of getting a, a, a great in flocks. When you see people with large, large churches, you know, where they have 5, 10, 15, 20,000 members, they're on the end of the harvest. But someone had to plant the seed and someone had to water it. Now, which one of those are successful? You can't have a huge harvest if, if no one is planting the seed. And it don't make sense you watering if there's no seed in the ground. Do you see it? So it doesn't matter where God places you just as long as you are honored to be used by God. Settle that once and for all. And you will see success like you have never seen before. Because when you stand before God, you're going to stand and you're going to hear a well done, thy good and faithful servant. You don't want to hear half done. You want to be well done. Amen. And you don't want to be taken out of the oven where you are crusted on the outside and gooey on the inside. You want to be able to stay in the process. And this is why spiritual maturation is important for you to be able to identify where you are in the continuum of growth and development. It was Peter that said, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We grow in stages. We live in realms. And in order for us to grow, we are not only growing in stages, but there are 12 modalities that we're growing in. You are not only growing spiritually, you're growing psychologically, you're growing emotionally, you're growing relationally, you're growing domestically, you're growing financially, you are growing in many different modalities and many different areas and dimensions. And therefore, when we talk about spiritual maturation, you are going to be in the process until you die. Because once you get your spiritual life together, then you got to deal with your financial. Once you get your financial, then you got to deal with your relationships and then you got to deal with your professional life. And so you're always going to be in the process of spiritual maturation. So you might as well embrace it and you might as well ask God, help me to locate myself in these areas, in these dimensions, in these uh, modalities. That means you're going to have a conversation with God for the rest of your life. Especially those of you that, that, that are new in ministry or you've been in ministry for a long time and you might have backslidden just a little bit, not a whole lot that people notice, but you know and God knows and you know where you are spiritually. You want, you want total expression of, of your spiritual growth and development. And so now what God is doing is raising up fathers, fathers in the gospel and mothers in the gospel. And these are in individuals that, that are matured. They've, they've been through the spiritual maturation process. They're able to identify where they are, locate themselves. They still fully embrace uh, the need to grow. And you've, you're going to be a lifelong learner. And this is very important. Never come to a point, a point in your life where you know it all. You are always going to have to look for a coach or a mentor. You are always going to look for an advisor or a consultant, someone that will help you you to firstly locate where you are and then help you to clearly define what your purpose is, your vision is, help you to make those life decisions, help you to make changes. One of the greatest challenges I've discovered the average person has is the ability to change. You see, we want everybody else to change, but we want to remain the same. But, but one of the greatest skills that you can ever acquire is, is, is change management skills because everything around you is changing and you are changing. You are changing every day. I'm changing every single day. And once you reach a point where you think you know someone, that's when you begin to see a deterioration in your relationship. You want to get to know where they are. Every time someone experiences a, a or has an experience outside of an experience that they're having with you, they have changed. And so this is how you keep your marriage alive. This is how you keep the respect alive for your covering. 
the person that is leading you. you because once you walk away from them, you have changed. And once they walk away from you, uh, they have changed. This is with your spouse as well. So when you go home, you're going to go home. You're not just asking, honey, how was your day? You want to find out how have they changed. It's not like you're going to say, well, honey, how have you changed? You have changed. I haven't changed. Yes, you have. You have changed. And now a big argument is ensuing, you know, but you, 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 you want to, you want to keep the, the, the excitement going because you want to figure out you, uh, where the change is. You want to be able to identify. I like that. You know, you, this was your opinion yesterday, but now you have a different opinion. You have another perspective. And, 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 you know, one of the things that I like to do, I like to watch movies. And after movies, I want a cup of cappuccino or something like this. And I want to dialogue. I want to dialogue about this movie. I want to break it down. I want to look at, I turn it like a prism. And, and I love to do that. Wouldn't it be wonderful if people did that to, to, to your life where they were so interested that they were trying to figure out how have you changed and how can I contribute to make you better? Rather than you walking in my life and thinking you know me, you don't know me. You knew me yesterday, but you don't know who I am today. Today, the Bible said Jesus Christ is the same today, yesterday, today, and forever. Watch this. How is he the How is he the same? He's always revealing another part of his character, another part of his nature, and you know. He's very consistent with that because sometimes we need him as an intercessor. Sometimes we need him as a deliverer. Sometimes we need him as a healer. Sometimes we need him as a miracle worker, you know, and he's not going to say, well, look, I'm only a healer. And tomorrow, well, you know, if you need a breakthrough, you're going to have to find somebody else. I'm the same (laughs) yesterday, today, and forever. Are you with me? God is like that. This is why when we deal with God, we, we see different aspects of him. He's ever, he's, he's ever the same, but our perception is changing because we are growing. We're building our capacity. So we're able to see God from new eyes. And this is why he's Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Tiskanah. Why? Because he was revealing different aspects of who he was to humanity. And the same thing with you. You, you, you're, you're, you, you've got so much uh, about you. It's more to you than meets the eye. Are you with me? And, and you want, you want to explore that. One of the greatest journey you will ever take is the journey within, you know, the greatest exploration is not going to be out of space, but it's inner space. And this is what spiritual maturation is all about. You being able to tap into your potential and tomorrow you're going to be a better person than you were today and the next day and you're going to be uh, delightfully amazed that you, when you realize that we are created like a brilliant diamond and a diamond a brilliant diamond has 57 facets can you imagine you only know a few facets of yourself and you get to experience a lifetime of excitement because God said you are fearfully and wonderfully made and marvelous are thy works and that your soul knows right well your soul knows the, ter- the terrain of your temperament and personality your soul soul knows it. And so this is why God said, I wish above all things that thou mayest mayest prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. And so the pater, the father or the mother responsibility is to help you to make that journey, to be able to maximize your potential. Galatians 4, 1 and 2 begins to talk about as long as you're ear, we're all ears, but are we going to be sun place? Are we going to be more mature enough to access the inheritance of the saints? in light. Galatians 4 and 1 and 9 is just an incredible text. The Bible said, now I say that the heir, and an heir is a person that is legally entitled to an inheritance or legally entitled to property or possession or wealth or rank or intellectual property or a brand. They are legally entitled. Now what has happened in the average person's life, they are entitled, but most people take on the spirit of entitlement without qualifying. So there's got to be a qualification. Uh, if, if you're going to access it, you know, you are going to make sure that you are not uh, functioning under a spirit, a spirit of entitlement, although you are entitled. In other words, you got to qualify. You're not just going to step into, you know, arenas, even though you may be gifted and talented and fabulous and beautiful. Turn to your neighbor and say, she's talking about me. And intelligent and highly anointed. Turn to the next person and say, she's talking about me. All of that. I'm trying to be humble in the name of Jesus. Amen. 
But, but, but this spiritual maturity is all about you accessing your spiritual inheritance. And uh, the cursed is he that hangs on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham will come upon the Gentiles. So you have not only have the blessing of Abraham, but you've got the kingdom, you've got property, things that God has prepared for you before the foundation of the world that makes up your spiritual inheritance. Now, that means that God will give you a spiritual father. I, I call them a pater and a mater or a spiritual mother. Uh, and God is never opposed to a matriarch. Uh, God's best order is a patriarch. But in the absence of a patriarch, God raises up a matriarch. And this is what happens uh, with, with single parents. A lot of times uh, we judge single parents and we act as if everything that's going wrong in the world is going wrong because someone had a child or conceived a baby out of wedlock. Well, Mary conceived Jesus out of wedlock. And so are you with me? And so the problem is not with single parents. The problem is that we now have parents that are immature. We have children having children. So we talk about baby mama. And, and that's exactly what it is. They, 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 they are, are able to reproduce because their reproduction organs are working, but they have not matured. He that finds a wife finds a good thing. And you don't, you, you're not qualified to be a wife until you're qualified to be a woman. And you are not qualified to be a woman until you're qualified to be a lady. And you're not qualified to be a lady until you're qualified to be a daughter. And you're not qualified to be a daughter until you recognize that you're a female. And you cannot recognize your female if you have never matriculated out of the womb. So you've got to be birthed out first and then go through the stages. And you've got to be able to identify where am I in this stage? Am I in the incubator? Am I still in the womb? Are you with me? Is it conceptual stage? Where am I? Where, where are my gifts? Where are my talent? Where are my dreams? Where's my ministry? Where's my business? What stage is my business in? And that means that you'll be able to respond in the correct way. You're able, you're able to ask for the right strategies from God. And one of the reasons why you need spiritual parents is because they are tasked with the assignment of preparing you for successfully handling your spiritual inheritance, which includes the property, which tangible wealth, intangible wealth, like gifts and talents, as well as your name and brand. God might call you to carry on a brand. And not only carry on a brand to be able to be a representative of his name. If my people which are called by my name, God is God, 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 God's name is important. And you know, this is why, you know, when you pay tithes and offering, the Bible said, when you don't pay your tithes and offering, you are robbing me. How can you rob God if you cannot reach his treasures in heaven? It means that you are robbing him of his reputation in the public. So you don't want to take away from God's name, the power of God's name, and, and compromise the respect because people are looking at you wondering why your spiritual father is not meeting all your needs according to your riches and glory. And you are not going to say, well, you know, I'm not uh, uh, embracing the spiritual laws where, where God wants to bless me beyond measure, but I've decided not to pay my tithes and not to give my offering. Do you see how that goes? And so what God wants to do is to give you access to your inheritance. That is the ability to use his name, to represent him, to perpetuate the brand of, 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 of the kingdom, which is Jesus Christ. And at the end of the day, that's who you want to be. My, my role model is Jesus Christ. I only want to be like him in every sense of the word. And every single day I awaken, I try to be like Jesus. Amen. That's what, that's what I want to be. But your inheritance is made available to you, but you will not be able to ac access it until you are submitted to a covering that develops you. Colossians 1, 12 to 13 says, giving thanks unto the father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. In other words, he's qualified us. He's matured us to get to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Light, of course, is revelation, insight, wisdom. You, 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 you have an inheritance based on the level of your revelation. And so God says the secret things belong unto God, but those things which are revealed belong unto man or belong unto us. And I decree that God is ushering you into a season of revelation. He's going to begin to reveal things that hitherto you and may not have been mature enough to handle it. But you are mature now. You're all grown up. Raise your hands and say, yes, Lord, and receive it by saying, amen. amen. 
So this, this process is important. Have you ever felt uh, like there's got to be something more? Has, has you, have you ever had that pumped in like there's something more? Well, you know, one of the things I learned young in, in my faith is this, that, that food is not the proof of ap- appetite, but an appetite is a proof of food. Thirst is the proof that there's water to satiate it. Are you, are you with me? You see, just because food is there doesn't mean that people have the appetite to eat it. But if you have an appetite, but you don't see the food, the food is somewhere. So by virtue of the fact, like you feel like there's something more, there is something more. And this is the prompting that you've got to pay attention to. That feeling is not generated by your spirit, but it's generated by the spirit of God. When he tries to tell you that it's time to go to the next level. Now, Romans, one of the things that Romans 8, 16 to 17 says, it says the spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then ears, ears of God, joint ears with Christ. Um, This is very important because the Holy Spirit is revealing to you who you are. You are a prince and a princess. You deserve to be treated with respect and honor. You deserve to live in the best and have the best. This is why most of you have the taste that you have. You, you compromise your taste, but many of you, if you go into the store and you're going to pick out clothes, guess what? Your hand is going to fall on the most expensive one. You're going to look at shoes and guess what? They're going to be the most expensive. You're going to be going to, to look for a watch and you're not, your eyes is not going to fall on the cheap one that's $2.99 on sale. You're, you're going to fall on the one that's 2,999. And you know, you're, 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 you remember being young, going to the, you know, with your mom and, and all the other children are ordering hamburger and you show up. I'll have a surf and turf, please. <laughs> and your mom is like, well, I hope you have surf and turf money. You know, I got the hamburger money. But you always wanted it. And somewhere you learn how to compromise. You compromise what, what, what God has placed in you. And you have extravagant taste and is going to be restored because this is a part of your inheritance. You don't have to live in the best, you don't have to live in the worst, excuse me. You don't have to live in the worst, drive the worst. You know, you could live in the best, be in the, you know, live in the best part of town. I, I, let me just decree something. God revealed something to me a couple of days ago. I decree and declare you will work in the best jobs in your industry. There are so many believers that are working in the worst jobs in their industry. But I decree and declare a turnaround. You're going to work in the best jobs. Amen. That amen sounds suspicious. And that hallelujah sound even more suspicious. Yes. You're going to be glorified. And you're going to be aglow with God's glory. God's reputation is going to be glory. Is going to be a glow in you. The Bible says, going back to our text from out of Galatians chapter chapter four, the scripture says, as long as he is a child, that's that word napios. That's the fourth stage of spiritual maturation out of the eight stage, about three to six. Different nothing from a servant. That's a doulos, though he be lord of all. So you're an heir. And, and God has, has set you up so that you can have access. But he said, you're not differing than a servant. Um, even though you, you are Lord of all, even though that, that your ear. And verse number two said, but it's under tutors and governors. So we learned that a tutor is one who builds intellectual capacity and becomes a catalyst that helps you in, 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 in maximizing your potential. That's what a tutor does, so that you can discover purpose and maximize your potential, so that you can hone your skills. He said you're under tutors and governor. A governor is a person that is assigned to your life who helps you to build social, cultural, and spiritual character. Write that down. It's important. You want to you have social skills, and, and, and you want to have emotional um, aptitude. You want to have emotional intelligence intelligence. You want to have cultural competence. Write it all down because this is important. You want to go back and you, if you don't understand everything that I'm saying, at least write it down so that you can, you can just go one by one. What does, what does social intelligence mean? Uh, emotional intelligence. This is what you want. You want emotional intelligence. You want social intelligence. Have you ever seen someone so heavily anointed, but they don't get along with anybody? It is because they lack that development. 
You know, they, 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 they rub everybody the wrong way because they lack that intelligence. And this is what a governor would do. The governor is responsible for building those cultural, social, and spiritual characters so that you have emotional stability. You know how to respond appropriately. No matter what circumstance, situation, environment that you find yourself in, you are responding appropriately. And so if God takes you out of the church singing in the choir, but places you as Surgeon General, you are you 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 have the intelligence enough to follow the pro- protocol. You're not just going to go in there without washing your hands and saying, "I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens us." Rise and be healed in Jesus' name. <laughs> you are going to follow. Yeah, you're going to follow the procedures, aren't you? The protocol. And you could pray before you get there, anoint yourself before you get there. But when you get there, you're going to wash your hands. You're not going to walk in and say, oh, no, I anointed my hands. My hands are anointed. Give me the scalpel. And the scalpel is just slipping on your greasy hands. I, oops, did I do that? <laughs> You, you, you're going to follow the appropriate protocols. You're not going to make yourself an exception to rules and laws. And you're going to obey spiritual laws. And you're going to respect those that have authority over you. And so you, you, you are under these governors and tutors so that you have the appropriate response no matter where you are. And you're operating from a higher plane and utilizing uh, spiritual laws that are superior to the natural laws. Are you with me? And the Bible said you're going to stay under the governors and tutors until the time appointed of the father. Now this is going to be important because that is that word epitropos, epitropos. And the meaning is you, you, you are going to be so submitted that you're going to trust the God in his, in whoever he appoints as your spiritual father. Now, the easy thing is to submit to God as your heavenly father. The scripture says, when you pray, pray our father, which art in heaven. And so you're going to be trained by a heavenly father that is non-judgmental, that cares for you, that provides for you. So that you have this positive experience going into a spiritual experience where he begins to align you with, with a spiritual father, a spiritual covering, and a spiritual mother. Now, all things being equal, I'm talking about the ideal. And as I speak about the ideal, I'm talking about the ideal mother and the ideal father. I'm not, I, I'm not going to refer to um, the spiritual father or spiritual mother and talk about how bad some of the spiritual parents are. We want you to be able to know the ideal so, so that you then can make rational, spiritual, um, informed decisions as to who you submit to. Amen. Amen? Now, so the spiritual father, uh, firstly, you, you, you submit to your heavenly father, but then God is going to appoint someone to mentor you and you're going to know it and they're going to know it and they will mentor you and they will cover you. Now, there's a difference between a spiritual father and a covering and a pastor. You see, not, I learned this a long time ago. Not everybody that shows up at your church is your spiritual son or daughter. Because your spiritual son and daughter is going to carry your spiritual DNA. So there are going to be some people in your ministry, there are going to be some people that are attached to you, that you may not be their spiritual mother or father, but yet they're called to walk with you. And so when you sit in church, let's all things being equal, you have a pastor. And that pastor can be a covering That pastor can be a mentor. That pastor could be a spiritual general um, helping you uh, to fight spiritual battles. That that pastor could be your spiritual father. That that pastor could be, um, uh, uh, I did say covering, but that pastor could be many things. And the problem comes when um, a pastor doesn't recognize uh, that everybody in the congregation are not their spiritual sons and daughters. Your spiritual son and your spiritual daughter is going to have your DNA. So you can have people in your congregation for 50 years that may not be your spiritual son and daughter. There are people that that go to church, they never shake the pastor's hand. They come in, they're fed, they pay their tithes and their offering, and they go. They don't need that. Why? Because the, the pastor might be providing covering for them, but that may not be their spiritual father. Are you with me? My spiritual father is Bill Winston. I carry his DNA. I have his DNA. But guess what? I don't show up at church every Sunday. I don't even show up at church every month. 
Are you with me? Why? Because I'm in a itinerant ministry, in itinerant ministry. But I only have one spiritual father. Amen. And that is uh, Bill Winston. He is not only my spiritual father, he's my covering. He's both. He, pay, he plays both roles for me. Amen. And so with a spiritual father, a spiritual father is responsible for your inheritance. A spiritual covering is responsible for protecting you. With the spiritual covering, it is necessary that you keep your spiritual covering in a state of uh, good repair. So you give up. You give up. Are you with me? A spiritual father, the spiritual father gives down. But your covering, if you have a spiritual covering, you give up. So you're always giving up. Do you see what I'm saying? So your spiritual father is going to do what? Give down. Your spiritual covering is going to what? Cover you, but you're going to give up to make sure your covering maintains or is in a state of good repair. So if they have a vision, you're the first to give. Are you with me? Are you, are you following me? This is mm-hmm, in Georgia. That's yes in Georgia. Amen. And we do say yes every now and then. We do say amen. Amen. So <laughs> your, your, your father is, is, is the one who cares for you, who cultivates you, who builds capacity in you so that you can maximize your potential. They are curator, a guardian. They, 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 they are stewarded with the responsibility and a duty that they have to discharge to ensure future success in your life. And they are responsible for discipline. Discipline is not the same thing as beating. Discipline is setting an environment and atmosphere that stretches you so that you can identify your potential and your potential is maximized. In other words, they raise the standard high enough for you to reach that. And they will not let you compromise. In other words, if you're called to be a gold medalist, but you're performing at the level of a brunt, they're going to stretch you until you perform at the level of a gold medalist. Are you with me? And those are the types of people that we need in our lives. Not the people. See, my job in your life is not to find out what's wrong with you. That's what you have enemies for, friends for, and families for. I'm not interested in, in what you do wrong. That's not my job. My job is to discover, to help you to discover what your potential is. Where is your potential? To help you to identify purpose and maximize your potential. To, to raise the bar and say, this is the standard that we function at. This is how we operate. Here's the protocol. Here are the, ru- here, here are the laws uh, of the kingdom. Here are the spiritual laws that are going to get you from point A to point B. My job is not to make you feel good about your current performance. My job is to discover, okay, what's your vision? I'm not going to sit there with you listening to your stories about who hurt you. That is not my assignment. That's your girlfriend's assignment. I'm your spiritual mother. Are you with me? I'm your covering. My assignment is not to to go into psychotherapy with you. You have friends to do that. You told a thousand people, I'm not going to be the thousand and one. (laughs) Where are you going? What is God? Where's your vision? Let me help to help to focus you. You're out of focus. You're distracted. Let, let, let's get over the herd. Here, here's rules of engagement. Here's commanding your morning. Here's overcoming your past. Here's the 40-day soul fast. Here's the prosperous soul. Here is prevail. Here's push. That's what my job is in the kingdom. Are you with me? To help you to see that you are a leader. And you've got what it takes to make a difference in your family, in your community. You've got what it takes to make a difference in your industry. You've got what it takes to be the head and not the tail, first and not last. Let's get on with it because we don't have all day. Amen. Amen. Do you want it bad enough? Well, the devil, here's rules of engagement. Are you with me? But you, you, uh, my job is, is, is not to help you to stay where you are making excuses. Enough already. No more excuses. Amen. You've got gifts. You've got talent. You've got ability. You're smart and you're gorgeous. Hit your neighbor. Say she's talking about me. I'm giving me my. Yes. You're incredible. And you're gifted and you're talented. And you deserve every opportunity that's coming your way. Let me help you to figure out where the opportunity is. The opportunity is right in the middle of your crisis. So stop crying because you're blinding your eyes. Here, take this napkin. I just blew my nose, but use it. It's anointed. 
You know, a spiritual father is one that that word, epitropus, simply means one who has the uh, responsibility of caring for you and, 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 and becoming your tutor as a child. It's, 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 it's one who, even if your father, your natural father dies, that person becomes a guardian for you. So my spiritual, my first spiritual father died. So Bill Winston steps in. Do you see how that works? He becomes my spiritual father. Why? Because my first spiritual father died. And so also if your, if your spiritual father is alive or if your natural father is alive, but he's a deadbeat dad, <laughs> then that, that, that uh, epitropos steps in. Do, do you get that? So as in the natural, so it is in the spiritual. So the Bible said to the time appointed by the father, the time appointed, we know we're talking about God, but we, we want to translate this to, to your spiritual father and your spiritual mother. The time appointed, that's that word, prodesmios, prodesmios, prodesmios. And what does that mean? There is a set time that is established before you were born. So it's the set beforehand, the time that is set beforehand or appointed or determined beforehand. So it's prearranged. There's a time and a season for everything, a time to be born, a time to die. So there's an, expir- there's an expiration date for everything, but there is a date when everything has permission to operate in the earth realm based on the timetable of God. Now, you see, the devil's job is to throw you out of the timing. So, so how many of you like football? I like football, American football. So, you know, you have the offense and defense. Now, if you are the offense, the defense wants the ball from you. But one of the things you learn about American football is this, that that football is not thrown to a person, it's thrown to a position. And the person has to get in place to catch it. You know, the X and O's, it's going to be thrown there anyway. So your job, if you're running that particular play, your job is to get there. Now, the defense's job is to prohibit you from getting in place. And this is what the devil will do. God has a time appointed for you to be in place. And he's going to give you a spiritual mother. He's going to give you a spiritual father. This is where you get the sons of Issachar who understood what? The times so that they could do what? Advise Israel what they ought to do. The, the, the sons of Issachar, they were mature. They became like spiritual prophetic fathers over the nation, over the nation of Israel. And their job was to advise Israel what they ought to do. Whether Israel was going to do it or not was, 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 was to, in question. You see, if God establishes a person in your life and they move by divine timetables, your job is to trust the God in them. That you are going to be in place at the right time and in the right season. That means that whatever they instruct you to do, obedience is better than sacrifice. And this is why the spiritual maturation uh, uh, series is important because we talked about submission and we talked about why submission is important. Submission is important because as you submit to uh, your covering, they have the responsibility to develop you because if they don't develop you, they have no succession and they have no legacy. And if they have no succession and they have no legacy, it's like they have wasted their time on the earth. But then they also have to cultivate you and you have to submit. Why? Because your success is predicated on your submission. So uh, you, the, the, the pater has to get his role right. If he wants succession, he's got to play his role right. But if you want success, you got to submit. Amen. That amen sounds suspicious. Amen. Praise the Lord. Turn to your neighbor and say, you know, you're, you're, you, that amen was quiet because I think you're not fully submitted. If you were submitted, you would have been as loud as me. 
the Bible said, verse, uh, verse number three, even so, when we were children, Napias were under bondage under the elements of this world. This is the story of the prodigal son. He was in bondage. He was not submitted. He ran out, and guess what? He was in bondage under the elements of the world. He ended up compromising his 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 moral laws and his uh, health laws, where he was in the pig pen. And Jews don't do pigs. Turn to your neighbor and say, "I don't do pigs." But he has this pig pen experience. Why? Because he was under the elements of this world. The thing about sin: sin will make you go further than you want to go. Make you stay longer than you want to stay. Make you sink deeper than you want to sink. And make you pay more than you want to pay. That's sin. And that's, that's that, 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 when Jesus came, he came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. He, want, he wants to put the life back in your life. And he wants to put the passion back in there and give you your dominion so that you could sing, I believe I could fly. You don't, you don't want to be an eagle hanging around, flopping around with the pig, saying, you know, wink, wink, and flapping your wings, wink, wink. Are you with me? You need to get out of the pig pen. You belong in the top. It's time for you to fly. You don't want to be controlled by the elements of this world. Verse number four, but when the fullness of time uh, was come, God sent his son, we us, made of a woman under the law to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoptions of sons. And this is going to be important to hear this, the adoptions of son. Because when we introduce you to Luke chapter 15, we're going to see the two sons, the old and the younger son. The younger son represents the dispensation of grace and the older son represents the dispensation of law. And you're going to see them responding two different ways. The Bible says you you are sons of God and had sent forth the spirit of his son into your heart, crying, Abba, Father. And that word there is different from the first word. The second word is pater, Abba, pater, Abba, pater. Now, the Bible says as long as you are, are um, not uh, mature enough. You're going to be under tutors, you're under governors until the time appointed by the epitropos, epitropos, epitropos. Father, that first word is epitropos. This is someone that cures and cultivates. But then the second word talks about you now moving into another expression where you're able to cry out, Abba, Father, Father, Father. I recognize that you're my pater. So it's one thing for you to sit and say someone's your spiritual father at Pipatras, where they're cultivating you, but now in your heart, it's a hard thing. It's no longer you just submitting with your body. This is a conviction. This is flowing from out of your heart now. Are you with me? Where you are saying, this is my spiritual father and I'm going to trust God and I'm going to trust God to speak to them. And I'm going to trust God that, that they know how to cultivate me because now I'm submitting to my heavenly father and I'll be able to submit to my spiritual father or my spiritual Peter. That's the generator of, 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 of male ancestor. So in other words, they provide the DNA. So, so, so we're looking at you submitting, not so much just because a person says I'm your spiritual father, but they know that you are carrying their DNA. And, and, and anyone that comes into my sphere of influence, I know when they have my DNA and they know when they have, they have my DNA. And there's never a question. Are you with me? And even, even when I go into different camps, I know when I carry the DNA of that particular tribe or whether I don't carry the DNA of that particular tribe. Are you with me? So there's a tribe for each one of us and we'll carry that DNA. Now, this is, this, this is the father. You know, th- th- this is like uh, the, uh, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. These are patriarchs that we're talking about. And so they're able to reproduce not only naturally, but also spiritually. So this is a position of honor that God will give an individual so that they can uh, ensure that there is succession or there's a legacy that is carried on. Verse number seven, let's go through this very quickly. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then heir of God through Christ, my little children of whom I travail. Look look at the role that, that Paul is playing now. 
He said, you are my little children. You are carrying my DNA. And you may not get it right the first time. But he said, I'm going to travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. Look at the position he's taking. He's saying that I'm going to intercede and I'm going to birth you out. And you're going to be birthed into realms of authority. And you are going to be a mover and a shaker and a history maker. You are going to go into all the world and preach the gospel. You are going to be luminaries. You are going to be the light of the world. City set on the hill that cannot be hid. And it's my role as your spiritual father to birth you out and to push you out until Christ be formed in you. Our Father and our God, we give you praise and honor and glory even as we lay the foundation of Pater and Mater. We thank you now that even as we are exploring this amazing concept of spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers, even as we begin to engage in the eighth stage of spiritual maturation, I decree and declare we will hear clearly, we will see the model, and Father, those of us that are qualified to be spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers, we will hear what thus saith the Lord, and those of us that need to submit, we will submit with an understanding, hallelujah, of, of the right attitude that is necessary for us to be matured and birthed out into new levels of authority and dominion, for thine is the kingdom and thine is the power forever and ever. Let the church say, Amen. God bless you. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.